With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more, surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you. 
their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it does. We are in the air everywhere. The power of podcasting. We thank you for spending some time. This is the spinoff podcast from the radio show. We, we do this now eight days a week. You get five radio podcasts from the Ben Maller Show, and you get three, three of these fifth-hour podcasts. Because four hours on the overnight, clearly not enough. Clearly not enough. And as you already have determined, because you're a sharp cookie, that this podcast, available on the iHeart Podcast Network, and wherever, wherever you get your podcast. And so for that, for that, uh, we thank you. We thank you very much. And uh, yet again, joined by David Gascon, who's uh, right over there. He's making his way in here. Slicing and dicing as we dip our toes into the Major League Baseball postseason. But, uh... Yeah, you got a familiar face, well, at least with you, back in the uh, in the happy confines of of our podcasting. Yes, journey. yes, I've determined that the fifth hour podcast. Now, one day of the podcast, we have dedicated to hanging out with people, yeah. right? Hanging out with people, and we don't do that on the overnight show because of the time and all yeah. that we do it. And so, I, it's just an excuse for me to talk to some of my favorite people <laughs> in radio that I have loved over the years. And uh, and so, with that as the backdrop, this is an interview podcast, and if you are a connoisseur of sports talk radio, if you are a fan and you go back a certain number of years, you are going to be very happy. Now, you already know who's on today because you've seen the description of the podcast before you downloaded it. But one of my favorite all-time sports radio hosts, if, if you were to say, and I don't do Mount Rushmore, that's Gascon. I don't do Mount Rushmore. But at the very top, you've got guys like Tony Bruno, uh, Hacksaw Hamilton, and this guy, the great Peter Brown. Now, I first heard Peter Brown on the weekends. He was doing a show with Tony Bruno and Chuck Wilson, and it was one of the great radio shows in sports talk of all time. It was a weekend show, and I loved it so much. And I was just starting out my career at that time, and I was a big fan. I thought they did an amazing uh, radio and it was it was really good. And so Peter Brown, if you don't know who Peter is, Peter had a very long career in places like Philadelphia, Chicago, Milwaukee, uh, worked in a number of cities around the country and did national radio. He was at One on One, which became Sporting News Radio based out of Chicago. Uh, he did that for a while. 
And he's been out of the business for a few years, so we haven't been able to catch up with Peter. But he was very provocative as a host, gave very strong opinions. I loved his style, his approach and all that. He knew his onions. He knew his onions. He didn't fake it till he made it. You know, that, that line, fake it till you make it, he didn't do that at all. And he would attack the sacred cows of sports and all that. It was it was really enjoyable to listen to him. And our paths actually briefly crossed. I, I met Peter for the first time. I'd been a fan of his for a long time. But Fox Sports Radio brought Peter Brown out and he had a tryout for one of the day parts. And I told the boss at the time, I said, you got to hire this guy. This guy's better than anybody we have. And of course, they didn't listen to me. Uh, and Peter never, never got the gig. But I'm excited. So let's, let's give it up now. A longtime sports radio legend, one of the forefathers of syndicated sports talk radio, the great Peter Brown joining us on the fifth hour with Ben Maller and David Gascon. And Peter, why don't we start with this? What have you been up to, my man? I'm a real good, tremendous glass artist now. I've always been good at it. You know what I mean? I always did it when I was working in radio. But now I do it full time. You know, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, it's, you know, created no art shows. But I go around the country to art show and art show and art show and sell stuff. Yes. Well, that seems like a good transition when you've had a good career in sports radio. I, I think that's what most people are going to be doing, right? When they leave the business, you start making art. I would hope so, for goodness sakes. I mean, because it gives you some sort of, you know, nobody argues with you when they buy something. That's the difference. Yeah. Well, and, and really, sports talk radio is art as well, Peter. When you did it, it was... That's true, and that's what it was. You know, it, it was a creative outlet. You know, look, when you do this, yeah, I know the nonsense about you work all day long and you're looking up stuff, but let's be real. You're working the four hours that you're actually on the air. So the other times, I had to do something. So that gave me a creative outlet. And then I got really good at that. Um, and that decided to become full-time because, look, I don't want to move all around the country. I'm, I'm too old for that crap. Well, you, you did, though. You lived in a, didn't you live in, like, uh, Cleveland and yeah, Philadelphia? when I was young. I mean, when, you know, when I was, <laughs> when I was, you know, without two kids. I mean, when, when we decided to part company at Yahoo, or I think it was Yahoo when I left, they were in Houston. And they wanted me to move to Houston. They wanted all their people in Houston. And I was still living in Chicago. And I had two kids that were, you know, were in high school. And I, you know, I don't want to move one more time. Besides, with all the crap I have accumulated over the years, it would take years for me to move. I'd be too old to walk by the time I got everything boxed up. So, you know, enough already. I, I, I educated the public for 30 years. Enough. Now it's your well, turn. Well, I understand. But now, are you a hoarder, Peter? Do you want to, is there a confessional? You, you know, in a, in a kind of scary way, you know what's funny, though? When I do watch hoarders, it's kind of the time I do clean the house. Because it, it does make you feel like... God, I don't want to be like that. I really don't. Yeah. Now, for those, and I, I was telling some people we're going to have you on. I, I was a huge fan, Peter, of you. I thought you you were wonderful. well. You are you are the you are the closest thing to Peter Brown. I mean, I got to be honest. And for people that don't know, let me just let me just reiterate here that you are getting one of the premier talk show hosts in the country in Ben Mahler because you are genuine, and that's my argument about everything is that. Most of these guys, whether it's Jim Rome or all these other putzes, they're all fake. They're not that way off the air. And they don't give you their true feelings. They make it up. You don't make it up. What you say is what you believe. And that was something that I always did. And I always thought that that's why you and I had a connection. So I'm glad, in a way, that you're continuing on the legacy. Because there ain't too many of us left. I got news for you. 
Yeah, no, I I used to listen. You did the. I first heard you. You were on ESPN with Bruno right. and Chuck Wilson, and that was a that was an amazing show. And I I guess I'm dating myself, but that was like the first really main syndicated sports show. You guys were on the weekends, right? You were, did a, a really right. Long... It was the first. I mean, it was ESPN's first show. I mean, they yeah. brought in you know they had Tony and they had Chuck. And they brought in thousands of guys, and they just couldn't get any chemistry going. And then I came in to do a week just to sort of try it out, and I kept coming back. And then eventually they gave me the job after like three weeks because the three of us had tremendous chemistry. And the show, we each brought something different to the table. I mean, Tony was the jokester. Chuck was the, you know, paper killer because he would be, you know, everything had to be historically accurate. And then I gave the opinions. And that's why it works so well. And, and I think, you know, again, that show I don't think will ever be reproduced. In my opinion, and I don't, you know, look, I've done a million shows, you've done a million shows. That was the finest show ever produced and put together by some of the finest people. Yeah, and you guys had great guests on, and you, you know, not that people necessarily tune in for the guests, but you, you guys were going back and forth, and it didn't seem, you know, the, the thing for me when I listen to a radio show, sometimes it just drags, you know, it's, there's no movement yeah, yeah. to it, and you guys, it never was like that, and uh, I, I try to do that with my stuff on the overnight. I try to make it go as quickly as I can because it, you know, no, you do, and, and you know, and again, it has to be entertaining, and it has to, it has to be accurate, it has to be entertaining, and you have to be engrossed in it. And look, we did seven hours Saturday and Sunday and I mean I know Tony would would drive up from Philadelphia I would fly Saturday morning from Chicago and then at that point I was doing seven days a week because I was doing local afternoons in Chicago so I mean you know for us to do seven hours and to make it go like that and to make it good on that kind of tiredness it's because that's who we were I mean and, and that's the key is being genuine I mean the grades of radio Every one of them, whether it's Howard Stern, whether it's, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Look, even Rush Limbaugh, who I'm not a big fan of, at least it's honest and it's genuine. It's not an act. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. And now, you said you're doing art. Obviously, you're not doing art. You, you, Did you make enough money, Peter, where you're like, I don't need to do this anymore? Well, no, I mean, I mean, I made it. Look, well, I, was, I was working in radio during the stupid time of radio when you made stupid money. Yeah. When, you know, some of the figures that I made for working weekends should be illegal. Um, you know, <laughs> to have some good investments. I had some really decent years gambling, which is always good. I still gamble, so, I mean, that money comes in. Um, and, and, you know, like any other problem, I live off my wife most of the time. That's a good move. I want you to know, Peter. It's a great move. The the radio business. Uh, I am. I, I could work at Burger King and probably make about as much money as I'm. I'm making. No, that's what I'm saying. It's a totally, it's a totally different business. And you know that entered into it too. I mean, yes. Could I have continued on somewhere? Absolutely. But I didn't like the direction it's going. I surely don't like the direction it's going now. I mean, for goodness sakes, I wouldn't last five minutes um, on the radio with the way I, I'm honest. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's a terrible way that this business has become. I mean, the fact that you've been able to survive, I think is a credit to you because it's, it's a miracle these days. Yeah. I want to talk about that because uh, you, you guys had so much more freedom. I, and I, I got in and I, I felt like when I first started, I could say what I really wanted to say. And I still say what I want to say, but I'm on overnight. So my bosses are sleeping when I'm talking. So I, I don't <laughs> right, have to you worry know, about yeah, it. I, I couldn't handle another meeting of, can I see you a second? I no, no, because it would be everything. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the worst part, right? When you're doing a show and you you get done with the show and then you get that message, that email or the text, like, hey, can you come in and I got to talk to you about something. It's like, right, it was never to ask for a contract extension for $8 million. That never happened. I don't understand why. 
Yeah. And the other, you mentioned the gambling. That was one thing. I, I, I was, I love listening to you, but I could tell, and I'm a gambler a little bit too. I'm, I'm not as prolific as you, but I, when I bet on a game and I, things don't go right, you could tell when you were doing a rant uh, where your money was on a game, right? You, oh, you no could, question. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I make, I make Brent Musburger look tame. Because you can always tell when Brent had it, you know, like all of a sudden his voice would go down. Oh, another Buckeye touched it. You know, like you, you knew who we had, and then that's fine. I, but it was, it was. Look, we gambling people or talking about gambling was persona non grata when I started. I mean, two things that I did that where I got yelled at on a regular basis: gambling and fantasy football. And now they're the two biggest things on radio. I mean, I'm, it's hysterical to me when I see like the NFL brought to you by FanDuel. I mean, it freaks me out when I see that. No, yeah, man, they wouldn't even put the point spread uh, for a while. They wouldn't talk yeah. about the point spread. <laughs> I mean, point spread, what's that? I mean, when I would say, gee, that's a really, really important touchdown, because if they get back to it, I mean, I would get yelled at, how dare you say such a thing? <laughs> that's great. And you're still, you're still gambling? You're still winning? You're still making some money on that? Yes? I have some moments. That's funny, though. I mean, in, all, in my long betting career, which now spans 40 years, probably more than that, 45 years, um, when I was a kid, I used to bring the gambling parlay tickets to school in kindergarten and, you know, get in trouble that way. But, um, you know, I still, to this day, do not do well the first two weeks of the season and the last two weeks of the season. I do really well in the middle because I have something to go by. So, like, I'm right in my hate. Like, starting last week, I'm really, now I'm in a group. So, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm I'm actually the same way. Like the first part, especially this year, because there was nothing, nothing at all with no train, you know, no practice games, yeah. none of that stuff. So you had nothing. And uh, although I didn't do that great last week either, just picking the games. But uh, you know, I had a good week because I'm like, okay, so now I know what Tom Brady can do. I know what you know Kansas State can do. I know because I've seen them play. Without having seen them play. Yeah. You know, I'm going on who's the more experienced team, who's the most, you know, the, the team that gels the most. Also, too, the lines sort of even out. That not only does the the lines maker sort of get into a groove as well, so at least I can understand what he's doing and what he's going through in making his decisions. And I'm a favorite player, so I need to see teams in a groove. I can't take these. I laid 29 points, and now it's a three point game with three minutes left. See, I'm the other way. I, I generally lean to the dogs. I, I like betting yeah. on the underdogs, and so that you know that makes it even. There's so many terrible teams in the NFL, and, and the quarterbacks are brutal. And you out here betting on underdogs, and you're depending on a fourth quarter backdoor cover, and these guys can't complete a three yard out. You know, it's just terrible. No, so. absolutely. I mean, and from a favorite standpoint too, you have to figure out. Okay. Which coaches, let's say in college per se, which coaches want to help the alumni? You know, Steve Spurrier, um, Tom Osborne, they were great at that. I mean, they knew if they were up 30 and the line was 35, they were going for that last touchdown. There was no kneeling down at the five-yard line with three minutes left because they knew that their salaries were based on the alumni. And if you made the alumni happy, then you made everybody happy. Well, you know, I mean, Will Muschamp last week kicking a field goal down seven points with three minutes left. I mean, come on. You know, I know what Will is doing, only I had Tennessee. So I'm not real happy with the Gamecocks right now. No, I understand. I, I, it's completely reasonable not to be happy. But I, I want to go back, Peter. You, When you were doing the radio, what was the biggest beef that you had with a coach or a player? Was there one that stands out that you just got into it and that was that was the defining moment of you battling with an athlete or a coach? I mean, I've battled with many. I, like, I, I, in fairness, and I, and I guess I, I have to apologize to Dabu Sweeney because he's had some success, but 
there was a time there, you know, when they didn't have the right defensive coordinator and, you know, they would win and then somehow they would lose to, like, Georgia Tech 10-9 or some, some ridiculous thing. You know, Georgia does that a lot, too. Like, they win all their games in the East and then they lose to, like, Arkansas, like, for no reason. And I would constantly badmouth Clemson for not doing the right thing, by not going out and blowing out teams. Or, you know, I got into a fight with uh, Mac Brown because he was playing when he, when he was in Texas. And I wanted to talk about the Oklahoma game, which was the next week. And he just didn't want to talk about it. I'm like, it's next week. You know, like, you can't not talk about it. You know, and then there are guys who just never want to come on with me. That, that, we know that. That's a guaranteed, you know, success rate when you know that there are coaches that won't do anything with you. Well, Peter, I, I love – I want to follow up on that because I, I don't do interviews really on the overnight because uh-huh. of you know, the time and all that. But I, when I've had it, had guys on in the past, when when athletes are coached, I don't want to talk about that. You know, I'm I, – right. what's the point of doing an interview? You don't decide what you're going to talk about. That's not how this works, right, Peter? Exactly. And I, and I would say, well, I want to talk about it. I don't care what you don't want to talk about. I want to talk about it. You know, and some of the great questions, you know, a lot of them weren't even, you know, actually – related to their sports because they really like that. Like, I remember having Reggie Bush on the night that Kim, of Kim Kardashian's wedding. And I just asked him if he was going to go, and he said no. He said, my mother's going. I said, what did you get her? Like, things like that. Like, and <laughs> because that's the, nowadays, I don't know, it, it, you just don't get the same kind of interviews. You don't get the same kind of insight that you used to get. Because, you know, look, in reality, the guys who ask the questions don't really want to know the answers. Hey Peter, have you had any dust ups with media personalities that you can you can talk about now? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I have more local. Although I know that when when um, I was still at ESPN, but I also was working in Chicago, and Eric Kramer was the quarterback of the Bears, and nobody got an Eric Kramer more than I did. I mean, I just butchered this guy. So here we go. We go to the Super Bowl. It's in Tampa, and it's just I think it's just me and Tony. Chuck didn't go. And we're sitting at the table, and the producers knew none of this. That like Eric, Eric, Eric wanted to kill me. I mean, like really seriously, literally kill me. And I, I was either turning away, and all of a sudden the segment starts, and who's sitting across from me? Eric Kramer, and he really wanted to jump over the table. Like Tony had to stop him from going after me. That's pretty. That's pretty solid. Now, have you done anything like nationally though? Like you, you've taken shots at media personalities nationally that you've. No, it's a lot easier because you don't see anybody. You know, when you're national, you don't really see anybody. You know, they, you would see them at the Final Four or you would see them at, at, you know, like the Super Bowl or a World Series, let's say, but you don't see them on a regular basis as opposed to when you do when you see a local guy. I mean, you know, I mean, I, 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 I mean, because, again, I, I always thought one of the big issues was if you were going to say something about a guy on the radio and then you saw him in person, you damn well better ask him when he's in person. And that was the thing with Brian Urlacher. Uh, we were in New Orleans for the Rams and Patriots Super Bowl. And I always said about Urlacher that the reason why he was such a great linebacker and made so many tackles is twofold. One, he had two fat guys in front of him in Ted Washington, okay, who funneled everything his way. And he had no responsibility. The only responsibility he had was to make tackles. And I could not say that to his face. So we argued about, we did that in New Orleans, and we argued about that, you know, I mean, within inches of each other. I mean, that, you know, that, that's dangerous stuff. I mean, Brian Urlacher's a big dude. Do you think you could survive in today's uh, cancel culture with social media? Oh, not even close. No. I mean, not even close. Because, you know, the funny part about the whole issue with Maria Taylor, Yeah. okay, and Dan McNeil, 
is, now I didn't say it as crassly and as perversely as Dan did, okay? But thanks to my non-Twitter followers, I said it about a half hour earlier that I didn't think her outfit was necessarily appropriate for a sideline reporter. I thought it was more appropriate for a dance club, and I still believe that. And not that I don't think you know she's talented or untalented. I just didn't think her choice was good. Same as I wouldn't think if if some dude wore a speedo or wore a similar dance outfit, a guy on the sidelines, I wouldn't think that was appropriate. But I wouldn't have the opportunity to talk about that. I wouldn't even get within three seconds of saying that. You know, the odd thing, Peter, about that is I on Twitter, it's such a weird ecosystem. You could, you have, a, we have more freedom on radio than we do on yeah. Twitter. It's, 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 well, the power, uh, it's gotta be the, the written word, right? Versus the spoken word, the power of that. And people just get worked into a lather over everything on Twitter. It's insane. Well, there's also more whack jobs on Twitter too. You got to remember, I mean, look, if you assume that, that the Twitter people are callers, okay. That's the caller that, you know, like doesn't have any idea what you're talking about currently and just kind of says, oh, I, I hate Tom Brady. I think he sucks. You know what I mean? Like, that's essentially the Twitter guy. Yeah, exactly. And But then the other, I mean, like I said, people just read that stuff over and over. And then you've also got, you know, it's just a lot of, there's not as many people on Twitter as people think. And No, and it's a cancel culture group. I mean, look, you, you, you want to feel important? Go ahead, you know, cancel somebody. Or you want to feel big? You know, tell them on Twitter and then retweet it to all your friends and then it takes on a life of its own. And that's not the way, look, that's not the way free speech works, okay? You know, I know everybody says, oh, well, free speech and and it's against the government and all that. No, no, free speech is a free circling, you know, circulation of ideas. That's what free speech means. And for guys on the radio, guys like you and me, we have to have that freedom. If you don't have that freedom, then you know what? You're, you're A, you're not genuine, and B, you're basically sitting there worrying about everything you say, and I can't work like that. Yeah, that's the way it is. I mean, it, it, all it takes is one person, as you know, to uh, hear something. I'm offended. Oh my! And then you got to apologize, and the whole thing, and they circle the right. I mean, the only time I came close to that is when, when remember when the Pacers played the Knicks at Madison Square Garden? It was Game Seven. You know, and of course, I always felt like the, the league needed a team to be there, and they certainly didn't want San Antonio and Indiana in a strike-shortened season to be in the NBA Finals. It turns out, Game 7, the Knicks shoot like 45 free throws, and the Pacers shoot like 10. Okay? So I came out the next day and said, and it wasn't me, actually. It was Larry Bird, the coach of the Pacers, who said he thought that there was something funny going on. Okay? And I reiterated that and said, see, this proves my point that the NBA screws with free throws in order to determine a winner well i'm supposed to go to san antonio for the nba finals to do my show and i get one of those can i see you a second and my general manager tells me that david stern's office has called and are filing a 10 million dollar libel suit against me (laughs) i'm like first of all go ahead i don't have 10 million dollars if he wants the 10 bucks i got my pocket he's welcome to it but I had to go to San Antonio and I had to, I apologize, but I was like maybe the first of those non-apology apologies. <laughs> kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, I shouldn't have said that, but, you know, kind of one of those things. So you get, when you find this out, are you, are you freaking out? You're laughing. You're like, oh, I was totally, I was, well, for a number of reasons. One, I was totally freaking out because, you know, in typical radio broadcasting fashion, yeah, you know, my, my broadcasting partner that people I worked for left me like a hot potato. Hey, it's on you, not on us. You know, I mean, so I knew they had my back. Well, um, of course. And so I, like, I called my agent right away, and what turns out that my agent and David Stern are really good friends. So it turned out it wasn't so bad in the long run that he was just pissed. 
and that, you know, if I just apologized, that would have been good enough. So well, and I still got my credential for the final, so I, I guess well, he still was okay with it. Well, that's good, though. But the you know, the NBA, going back to when did this start? The the early 80s, the you know, mid-80s? Oh, yeah, because every time the Bulls or the Knicks, or, you know, because, again, those are the two major cities, and you never saw Indiana or Sacramento. You never, Those teams would always lose somehow. And, you know, and again, it was part, part, truth and part over-exaggeration, but I mean, it seems phony that the Bulls and the Pistons and the Knicks and the Celtics and the Lakers, all the big markets, all the top 10 TV markets always seem to be in the finals. You know, it's the same people that think that, that, you know, the corner of the draft card envelope was folded so that Dave DeBusher could get Patrick Ewing. You know I mean? How did that always happen? How did, how did a new franchise like Charlotte, where the NBA really, really wanted to put a franchise with rabid basketball fans, get Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson in the same draft? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, they you know, changed... you know, yeah, it was yeah. kind of sitting there for you, so you couldn't ignore it. Well, the other thing too, Peter, I, I feel like they've changed. I, I talked about this, the, the Laker game with Miami, game one of the finals uh, the other night. Oh, yeah. and, and and so what they do is like the Lakers are down by 13 early in the game. They weren't playing well. The Heat were playing very well. And like all of a sudden for, for that, from the four-minute mark of the first quarter till halftime, every 50-50 call, every close call, they the, it right. was a parade to the foul line for the Lakers until they got their legs under them. And then, you know, the game was, by that point, it was over because the Heat. Uh, yeah, I mean, there. ultimately, probably it's a coincidence. Yeah. But how many coincidences can you have? You know, that's what it boils down to. <laughs> yes, it could be a coincidence. You know what I mean? Yes, it, you know, it probably just happened. But explain, explain this to me. How is it that every NBA game, it, except for last night's, of course, but, but or the first game, one of the finals, how does every game where you have a 30-point lead, a 20-point lead, come down to a two-point game in the last two minutes? Fascinating how that it, it's, it's almost Why like not? It's, it's I, mean, what, I wish I could bet that. I'd be a millionaire. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I, do you bet on the NBA or you stay away from it? Because no, I don't like the NBA, and I really, really don't like baseball. I had to because, remember, it was the first thing back after the pandemic, and nothing upsets me more. Again, nothing upsets me more than, than like, laying $250 on Garrett Cole and then some guy who based, you know, in a one nothing game and then some guy who's going to be selling insurance next year. I have $250 on this clown who can't get a strike. Now I'm furious. You know what I mean? If yeah. these guys pitch nine innings, I would like baseball better. Yeah, I remember one year, Peter, I had this brilliant idea. I always I bet underdogs, but then I was like, you know, this was back when Pedro and Randy Johnson were dominating right. baseball. So I had this theory, and I always, as I, I remembered it, in April, these guys always seemed to get off to like six, seven, and oh starts, you know, the first. They all, <laughs> so I figured I'll just bet on them, right? You know, I'll lay the juice, and there's big num- you know, big number, minus 300, whatever. And I'd right. lay it, and. They'd lose the case. I, mean, I would get burned. I, I lost so much money that I did it the entire month of April. Some, it was like in the uh, late '90s, early 2000s, and I got I got destroyed because you. Although I did think I did like I did think this year, Ben. I thought for sure, and I didn't do it. But I, like the Dodgers are so good, they like never lose. So like my thought was, I'll just bet them every day, all 60 games, and see what happens at the end. I never did it, but I probably would have won, won money because they never lost. But it just, you know what I mean? Like, they never lose. Like, yeah. But I don't want some guy who, like, I've never heard of before who, like, just got out of Albuquerque who's now pitching the seventh inning in a 2-1 game because some guy thought he had a too high a pitch count. I mean, enough. Yeah. Like, I, if I'm going to bet Walker Bueller for $320, I want to make sure that he's in there long enough so that, like, he has an impact on the game. 
Yeah. Well, the other thing you do, you bet the first five innings, right? You can bet the first five and right. do that. Right, but I can't say. I mean, I, first five, I'm usually asleep for the first five. Like, I football. <laughs> like, it's a 15-minute game. Also, too, I don't like the fact that in baseball, when you bet a team, you don't have to watch, like, the, your, your half. Like, you could just see how many, how many runs they scored. Yeah. Well, that's you, true. Nothing that, bad can happen when you're up, except the zero. Now, I assume you're this, you, you actually watch these games, but I, I've known guys that gamble. They don't even watch the games. They just put the bet in and they go, yeah. I have trouble sometimes because, look, I'm not a young man anymore. You know, my blood pressure can't take this kind of crap. Again, like, like South Carolina kicking a field goal with three minutes left in a, in, in a seven-point game. Like, I can't, I can't watch that. I'll, kill, I'll break TVs. I can't do that. <laughs> I love it. I, I want to go back to the radio stuff, Peter. You did local. Yeah. You, you were successful local. You did national in Chicago at Sporting News and one-on-one and everything else they call that network. So right. what, what did you like more? Did you like the national stuff or the local stuff more? Well, I always liked the national stuff more. I mean, I mean, because, look, you had a million different topics. I mean, because let's be honest about this. And people don't know this. You know this, and I know this, but most people don't. This is a really hard job. I mean, it just, you know, it used to, look, first of all, you and I, by the way, are like the last of the, the real heroes of this profession because <laughs> we do it alone. You can't yeah, get it's, too it's many sure. single shows. I yeah. mean, the only show that, that I did that was a team, so to speak, was Chuck and Tony and I, and that's because it was seven hours and because it wasn't a giggle fest like every local show is today, where I'm going to tell a joke, then you're going to tell a joke, then I'm going to try to one-up your joke. Like, that's not how I run a radio show. So you have to come up with a topic all the time. In national, it's a lot easier because you could talk about the Patriots and you could talk about the Cowboys and you could talk about, I mean, you weren't sort of relying on something happening in your area. And as, as was once told to me by the great Howard Eskin is in Philadelphia, is that we earn our money from February to June, okay, when football <laughs> training camp starts. You know, my little kids could do it from September to February. I mean, hey, we're talking about football today. I mean, how hard is that? But I want to tell you something. You're in those dog days of February, like on a Tuesday, um, and you got to generate calls. I got news for you. You're working, pal. You're not. Let's not just sit down and, yeah. and open the phone lines. Well, and how would let me ask? How would you, the great Peter Brown of Andrew, We went 134 days here during the apocalypse without any sports. There were no, as you know, there were no games for 134 yeah, days, and we had to do the show every night. And it was uh, that is. I, I always remember during All Star Week, Peter. Wouldn't everyone take off the All Star Week in baseball? Yes, right, exactly. Monday somehow after the All Star game, because like I would, I would. We usually did the show from the All Star game, and that's another thing too. When you're national, you go to events like that. We went to like five or six straight All Star games. We went to the Super Bowl every year. You know what I mean? So. Like big events, we were at, so it made it a little bit easier. If, you know, if you're local and your team's not in it, do you really care? I mean, yeah, you're going to watch on a Sunday, but you're not really going to care that much on Friday who wins. You know, I mean, you can't do like three hours on who's going to win the Super Bowl because nobody cares. No, the 134 days or whatever that this year, I, I my hats off to anybody who, you know, a who did it alone because with another person, it's just you're just joking around and, and killing time anyway. I mean, look, teams kill time. Let's be honest about this. I mean, if you have two, a two-man booth, a two-man radio deal, you're just killing time. You're like, oh, it's 1 o'clock, then it's 5 o'clock. If you're doing it alone and you're relying on phone calls and you're relying on the games and you're relying on, you know, somebody biting somebody or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's when you're really working. Without that, you're flying solo, pal. I mean, you're out there on your own, and that would not have been easy. I will tell you that. Hey, Peter, I mean, besides the authenticity, you mentioned that earlier, 
what else yeah. what else do you feel is is lacking right now either in in local or national sports talk radio well nobody gives a crap if it's any good i mean that's what makes you so good is that i know every day okay that you go in saying i want this to be a good show i want it to be a good listen i want it to be popular i want it to be entertaining and and you make it in your head well, I better do this to make it entertaining. Or, gee, it's not entertaining in the first 15 minutes. I better, I better bust my ass and do better. Most of these guys could kill us. They are there to pick up a paycheck, and they are there to get from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock, and from Monday to Friday. And that was it. I mean, that's all they care about. And, and, and look, let's be honest. Other than yourself and a couple of other guys, most people doing it have never done it before. Okay. They didn't work at a station. They didn't work in Idaho. They didn't work in, in, you know, in Sault Ste. Marie. They were interns or were producers. And then all of a sudden they went and said, okay, fine. We're, we're doing a show now because you make $3. You're going to do a show. Well, what talent do you have doing? It's like me playing in the Super Bowl. I've never played football before. So why should I play in the Super Bowl? Yeah, and the other two, Peter, and I'm sure you had this, and not to name any names, but some of these athletes come in and do this, and it's just a, they don't put any work into it. They just want to, because I played the game, and I can tell you a story, and it's just horrible. It's horrid radio mode. No, the original, guy, the original guys were the newspaper guys. They were the first infringement on radio talent, okay, because let's be honest, they decided the, the stations decided and networks decided, well, let's see, newspaper guys already get paid, so I only have to pay them half. And gee, guess what? They also have benefits, so I don't have to give them benefits. And these guys were more interested in doing their column than they were in doing a radio. The radio show took the place of doing work on the column, and they weren't about to do that. And then the athletes came in because they were even cheaper. So, I mean, it became a money issue, not a, a quality issue. And radio right now is not a quality issue. It is a money issue. And if you, if you make what they think you should make, which is usually pittance, guess what? You're hired. If you have, They don't ask you if you have any talent. I mean, ballplayers don't have any talent. I mean, like Postel said, it's a jockocracy. I mean, we're so ecstatic at Tony Romo because we found an athlete that really has a clue as to what he's doing. Hey, Peter, what's your, what's your favorite time slot, whether it's morning, afternoon, or nighttime? I like that dude. I'm not really an early, early morning person. So, like, and I did it when I was in New Orleans. I did it for a while, and... I just never got used to it, ever. Like, I could never, like, I would nap, and then my whole day would be screwed, so that was out. I like doing middays. Middays, you know, there was a time when it was me against Kornheiser and Rome, and that was kind of fun, because it would be battle for affiliates, and it was kind of a good battle. I mean, afternoons are the best, because you're getting people on their way home from work, and, you know, they're, they're thinking about, and it's always a chance, if you're a guy in a car, you know you're going to get that, honey, how was your day conversation? So this is a way to get what you wanted to talk about out. So you knew you were going to call on your way home because you're usually stuck in traffic anyway. So without a doubt, I mean, afternoon drive was my favorite, without a question. Now, Peter, when you were starting, I, I know you were, I didn't know you worked in New Orleans. How many cities did you work in on your way up the ladder in radio? Really only three or four if you count Chicago, but I only got Chicago because I was doing ESPN at the time. And I happen to be living here. Um, I worked in New Orleans when I graduated from Tulane University, so I, I was already in New Orleans. And then I worked well, like when I was a junior in college. They were starting a station in New Orleans, and I they I went in and said, "Look, I can do the sports show," and they gave me the sports show. That's when we back in the old days. 
like to show you how old I am and how long ago it was, that's when you had commercials on carts. Okay, if, if people look in the archives of life, go back and look at Eight Track, and, and you'll see that's how commercials were run. Okay, that's how long ago it was. And then I went. I was there. I was in New Orleans for two years, and I graduated. And the Eagles were in town to play the Saints. And the late Tom Brookshire and Tom Bigby, who was running the station at WIP in Philadelphia, came in and heard the show. So I met with them, I don't know, a couple of days later after the show, you know, after the Monday night game, and I went to work in Philadelphia at 21. Wow. So I was like peeing my pants. I mean, here I'm in the fifth market <laughs> of the country, and I'm 21 years old, and I'm doing middays. Like, you know, that was a little tough for me at the beginning. Um, and then I, then I left there and I went to Cleveland because I was over the afternoon drive show there. So I went to Cleveland for a couple of years. And then from Cleveland, I went to ESPN. So then while I was ESPN, I went, you know, both Chicago and ESPN. And I never did really, I, mean, I did Milwaukee for a little bit because it was only an hour from my house. So it was easy to do that. Yeah. And I, I started, you know, it's funny because I, I started, I was like 19, 20 when I started kind of doing stuff on the side, you know, interning, working my way up. And then I got, right. I got a midday show in LA when I was 22 years old. So I was like, a year yeah, and that, you know you. what that does? That shows you that you have talent. You know what I mean? That's not a fluke. That's because you have talent and somebody, and back in those days, they really cared about such things, cared about your talent and knew you had talent. You know what I mean? And that, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, that is that is true. Well, the, hey, the good news, Peter, here is that all these shows, most of them are coming from people's houses. So if you really wanted to get back in the business and make no money, you could do it from your house. They'd set you up. And you know, and I would do that. I'd like, to be honest with you, I don't need the money, okay? So for me, I'm actually the perfect candidate right now for all of these people because I'd be willing to do it, okay? And I don't need the money. You know I mean? It's not going to feed my family anymore like it was when I was younger. You know I mean? Those days, I would, you'd battle for contracts. You know what I mean? You'd be like, yeah. no, 5000 that's not enough more. I need to, you know. Now, I don't even care. Just like enough to not insult me, and we'll go home. And, we'll, and I'll do it. <laughs> I have no problem with that whatsoever. But I'm not going to go search it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a double-edged sword. I'm kind of lazy. You know what I mean? I'm kind of a lazy bastard. <laughs> no, and so, I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm not going to go search it out. If someone to ask, I certainly would do it. And I want you to know, Peter, when I, I was so excited when I found out you came out to Fox Sports Radio, you did some shows at Fox Sports Radio, and I I went in and told those idiots, I said, you got to hire this guy. This guy is great. And I was ready to go. I was totally ready to go. I mean, I don't know what, yeah. to be honest, I have no idea what happened, but that was a strange time there, remember? No, you were amazing, and of course, I'm a, I'm a fan, but... Compared right. to, compared to the other people that they had brought in, and I was like, "Why? What are you doing? You know, it's not. This is not brain surgery. You just hire the guy." But uh, I don't know what. Yeah, happened. it was a strange. It was run by a strange guy who was no longer with us. Yeah. Um, and it was it was yeah it was a whole bizarre situation. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. And then, then I was going to go back there, and then they brought in two guys, and they lasted like a week, I think, because they were annoying, and, and I knew they were annoying. And then they tried to put me with another guy who I refused to work with because I knew he was, wasn't going to last long, and he didn't. So I mean, it was kind of very odd, but, but certainly, I, I mean, I think Fox Sports Radio, for, for, all the, you know, look, for all the people that have been doing this, I think they do a really good job. I, I really do. I mean, I think they, they've been able to balance entertainment with, you know, talk shows that are decent. And they've got some, you know, look, they've got some people that are pretty good. And, and I think that's important. You've got to have people that are good. It's about quality. If, you, if you're not any good, it's not going to matter. Yeah, that is true, Peter. I, well, listen, we'll, we'll, we're going to let you go. I, I thank you for doing this. Uh, I'd love to have you on again. You're great. You should. Somebody should hire you. I think Fox Sports Radio should hire you. I'm going to tell them to hire you, but you should. I agree. You're, you're a big mocker now, though, so I mean, you need to be the guy. You need to <laughs> go in there. I'll, I, in fact, 
You're making so little money that I'll split whatever I make with you if you can get it done. There you go. We'll, we'll make it happen. And Peter, if, if there's some guys listening, like I, I got an email from a guy. Wait, what happened to Peter Brown? You know, why, why? So if, you're on Twitter, right? We can give out your Twitter. Yes. You, how Peter Brown, S Y R. S Y R. So that's a tribute to your sporting news radio days, right? Back in the. Uh, it was because again, like I told you, I'm lazy. It's you know my my email. Okay. Is ESPN PB. Because you know why? I'm just too lazy to change it. It says I haven't worked at ESPN in like 100 years, but I'm too lazy to change it. I respect that, Peter. Listen, have a great so day. That's what I'm saying. I, you know, yeah. and that's why yours is Fox Sports. The good news is you'll be there forever, so I don't have to worry. Well, from your lips to God's ears. Hey, thank you, Peter. You Appreciate it. Stop, stop. I need to, you know, again, you are the man. I mean, I, I, you know, look, there are a few people. I throw around compliments like manhole covers, okay? Trust me, people, if you don't realize that Ben Maller is the real deal, you're making a huge mistake. Huge. Because you're getting genuine. You, when he says something, he feels it. It's not just a made-up act. Trust me. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go, almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. But the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about nine or ten, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 